Kyle Brandt's Basement is brought to you by Caesar Sportsbook. Hey guys, welcome to the basement. I got good news. We're going to look back on our predictions from March 7th. Is that good news? I don't know. You and I, we all predicted a bunch of stuff that's going to happen with all the quarterbacks and trades, draft, all that. We just, we put it down. We put it on paper. And we're going to see if it ages like wine. I have the spoiler alert here. It doesn't. It ages terribly for you and for me. We're going to uncork those in a second. Also, big news in the NFC North with one of their quarterbacks. And there's a team that really underwhelmed me at the draft that I just don't know what the deal is with this team right now. It's a really significant team that has really dominated for quarter century. And now I don't even really know what the plan is. Maybe the fans of that team can tell me. Let's get into it. What I love, what I hate, what's hilarious. Come on. Very early morning NFL news cycle had a discussion topic about whether the Packers should extend Jordan Love or should they give him the fifth year option, blah, 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 blah. What should they do with him? They really haven't seen much of him and I don't know, they want to encourage him and support him, make him feel good, but they haven't seen him play, so how could they? And then just as that thing is starting to peter out as a topic, big news. The Packers and Jordan Love have agreed to a one-year contract extension worth up to $22.5 million. Fully guaranteed 13.5. They extended them. Not, not the fifth year option. They straight up extended them. And I think this is really good news. And I like this. In fact, I love this. Because I have talked for three and a half years about how the Packers decided to trade up for Jordan Love in the first round was the strangest draft pick in NFL history. Just generally, generationally strange. I still don't understand why they did it. They then watched their sitting quarterback win two MVPs. And I'm not going to vamp on that for too much longer because my bottom line is that I, I fully support and I'm rooting for Jordan Love really hard. Really hard. Guy has uh, did not choose to get drafted by the Packers and has only uh, acted completely professionally for every single second since he's gotten there. When the quarterback he's sitting behind is not only winning MVPs, he is going against the grain during a pandemic. He is doing weekly media appearances. Uh, on anywhere you could imagine. He is a massive international celebrity at that point. And Jordan Love never said squat, never offered an opinion that would spit in the wind at all against the Packers or Rodgers, never said after one of these last few seasons, I think it's my time, I think it should be my time, this is my team now. He never says anything. Got to start a game against Kansas City because Rodgers wasn't able to play. They sat Jordan Love's mother in the 5,000th row. Everybody laughed at it, made fun of it, and then they talked about how badly Jordan Love played. He didn't say squat. Seems to be a really good dude. Again, none of this was his choosing. He's just waited and waited and waited. And now I got the best case scenario because A, the Packers weren't going to go for the fifth year, potentially commit $20 million for 2024 to a guy they've seen almost nothing of. And B, if they didn't, Love makes $2.2 million this year and is guaranteed nothing beyond it. He's off in the wind. And there's this take, well, that's great. You don't want that. You can just play really well this year. And then you're a true free agent. Yeah, but what if you are not good? It's a pretty realistic possibility. You might not be that good. And there might not be a line of suitors waiting for you. It's the same Daniel Jones thing we were in a year ago. I don't know. Is this, can this guy play? Can this guy play? I wasn't sure he could. And he has a really good season. Point is, I really, really think uh, my full support and yours should be behind Jordan Love. He's become a sympathetic figure. 
because he is really a punchline for some of the reasons I already talked about. They're this guy that they drafted for some strange reason and led to the best player they've ever had leaving the team a few weeks ago to the New York Jets. It's not his fault, hasn't done anything, didn't give Rodgers any of his opinions, didn't make the Packers get rid of him, didn't do any of that stuff. Everything you hear about Jordan Love is a great kid, works really hard, he's learning, he's a work in progress, that's awesome. Fully behind him. So I'm glad they did this for him because, oh my God, the emotional turmoil he must go through. I mean, he's, he's been quiet, he's kept his mouth shut, but he's a human being. He's playing in the NFL, and rather he's not playing in the NFL. If Rodgers came back again this year, what's he going to do? He's going to sit for four years as a first-round draft pick. First-round draft pick they decided to go up and get. He's got money now. He's got the team behind him. And if they weren't going to give him the fifth-year extension and just a one-and-done really prove it year, it's, I mean, it's sort of your team. It's sort of. Go get him. We're rooting behind you, and we'll give you everything we can. But this is fully saying the Packers saying, listen, we got you. We believe in you. We've watched you. We like you. Go and get it. The thing is, does anybody know if he can play? Do you know? Do I know? We don't. I guess LaFleur has a feeling he can play. He's seen him in practice for three years. As much as he can possibly play on the look squad or the practice squad, he doesn't get quality reps. He started a game against the Chiefs a couple years ago. It didn't go well. He did some mop-up duty. It was okay. He played, made some big plays last year. Now he's going to take over for the Green Bay Packers. It's really unusual because Jordan Love, I think, is number one on the NFL mysteries going into the 2023 year. Number one, Jordan Love, a guy who has thrown 83 passes, is gonna take over in his fourth season as the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. That's mystery number one. Mystery number two, of course, is Trey Lance, who's thrown 102 passes and is maybe gonna take over for the Niners, and if he does, does anybody know if he's good? You wanna know what's crazy? Jordan Love, 83 passes, Trey Lance, 102 passes. The third biggest mystery, Russell Wilson, 5,218 passes. Russell Wilson is mystery number three. Did he just completely lose his powers? Did he completely lose everything he has to do? Is it all Nathaniel Hackett's fault? Is Sean Payton going to turn him back to one of the best players in the league? Because he was unrecognizable last year. Three biggest mysteries. Jordan Love, Trey Lance, Russell Wilson. That's a hell of a trio. I love that Jordan Love has been paid. We're going to be seeing him on national television. We're going to be seeing him in Lambeau take the field. It's going to be really weird. Having a franchise quarterback, alleged franchise quarterback for the Packers after we've seen 18 years of one guy and then another two plus decades of the guy before. I mean, the last time that the franchise quarterback took over for the Packers that wasn't Rodgers or Favre, I mean, I think I was in sixth grade. <laughs> it's been a long time. It'll be fun to watch. I'm glad he got paid. Rooting for Jordan Love. Still think it's the strangest draft pick of all time. Still think. And if they were moving up for a player, they could have moved up for Justin Jefferson. Still think it's the strangest draft pick ever. But it has nothing to do with him. Rooting for him. He's in paid. I hope he goes and make plays. I think you should too. Let's get to what I hate. A couple days removed from what down in Kansas City over the last uh, weekend. What did you think of the Patriots draft? Are they showing up on the winners list of the winners losers column? Are they getting A's and A pluses and A minuses from the draft grades? I don't know. My draft grade would be, eh, eh. They got Christian Gonzalez, a really well thought of corner from Oregon. He falls to him, falls to the Patriots if you believe all the mocks and all the projections. I was looking for a jolt from the Patriots in this draft. It didn't have to be something irresponsible or reckless, but maybe a big time move up. Maybe you grab one of the premier defensive players, like the, one of the pass rushers. 
maybe even just turn the world upside down and get a quarterback and saying we're out of the Mac business. I don't know, anything. Sitting there and jumping back a little and getting the corner. Sure, good pick, good looking player. Seems like a good kid. I'm sure he'll jump right in into that Patriots defensive machine and really contribute. But to what end? What are the Patriots doing in the AFC East this year? I'll tell you what they're doing for sure. They're going to be projected as the fourth team in the division. They're going to be projected by all the, the, the draft kings and the Caesars and all those things. They're going to be finished, predicted to finish fourth. Okay? How are they scoring any points? What is their offense? So they lost their leading receiver. They lost their second leading rusher. They're bringing in Juju. Uh, they got Ramondre. And they've shuffled around their coordinators. And I just... I'm looking across the table this morning, good morning football, Jason McCourty, who won a Super Bowl with the Patriots, and he's kind of like, eh, I don't know. I just don't know really what this team is. Who's the Patriots' best player right now? Who is the best player on their roster, offense, defense, otherwise? I think it's Matt Judon, their pass rusher, who's a really good player. Who's on offense? Who's scoring? They're playing the Bills. They're playing the Rodgers Jets. They're playing the Dolphins offensive machine that McDaniel's putting together in year two. What is the plan here for Belichick? I was underwhelmed by their draft. I feel like because it was solid, and right now in the state of the nation for the Patriots, solid isn't good enough. They gotta move mountains right now because look, Bill has his quarterback, I guess, that he pan-picked, and he's sticking with him. He's figured out the coordinator thing after that one gap year where he just let his friends do whatever he wants and be an offensive, defensive coordinator, hybrid, whatever. Now Brian's back, great. But then when it's first and 10 from the 25 to start the game, what is their offense? It's throws the juju, it's, it's runs with Ramondre. I, I guess that's fine. We're going against the Bills and Rodgers and everybody else in the AFC. Never mind, there was a time not too long ago when the AFC East was nothing. That was small potatoes. It was about getting through the AFC playoff games. When are we going to get back there with the Patriots? Is this happening? Is there a next chapter in the Bill Belichick career, a post-Brady success chapter? Because let's just take a look. Brady leaves. They have the gap year with Cam, which was weird. Fine, give him a year. Then you bring in Mac, and you do get to the playoffs. It was pretty impressive. You got absolutely annihilated by Buffalo. Last year was just a weird, sloppy, terrible offensive year. Now we're in year four. This is Belichick's senior year in the post-Brady era. And this could be a very May thing to say. I just don't see the Patriots getting it done in the East. Tell me otherwise. Patriots fans, are you fired up about the state of the New England Patriots post-draft? And are you fired up to the extent to say, yeah, we're going to go get 10 wins this year. We're going to surprise some people in the playoffs. I, I just, I can't get there. I don't see it. And I want to see it. A Belichick next chapter is a really cool story. It's entertaining as hell. It's dramatic. But I was hoping for some sort of lightning strike in the draft. Even if it was desperate. Even if it was reckless. Why the hell not? Swing out of your shoes. I don't know how many seasons Belichick's got left. That's even if they do win. Don't you just want to go down with some bold moves, some empire moves? Getting the best corner there, I'm sure Gonzalez will be a really good player. That, that's not changing the team. I just don't think it is. I don't think they have the firepower. I don't think their running game is that good. I don't think it's on the San Francisco 49ers level where they can just run the hell out of the ball with McCaffrey behind Kittle. I mean, they have some good players. Who on the team is going up to Buffalo and beating them? Who on the team is going to, on a given day, we got 38 points from the Patriots? I just don't see it. I don't. Um, if the Patriots go 7-10 and 10 this year, what's the talk?
I mean, is it really time to have a talk to the greatest coach in team sports history, allegedly, and we put him up there with, with John Wooden and all that? Listen, that's great. I'd take nothing away from it. All I'm saying is, it's time for the Patriots to cook a little bit. You had this main stalwart of your organization, the greatest quarterback ever, and every single year you mattered. And maybe you hit in the draft, and that's a luxury. And if you didn't hit in the draft, who cares? Because you have Brady and you have a few other guys who can play, and you would just figure it out. Now you got to really hit in the draft. They're this brand that we've seen over 20 years. They're like a, a rock band or a pop group that just sells and sells. Or it's like a Marvel Studios. It's just you put anything out and it works and it works and it works. It's the most reliable brand in pro football. And now it's like the, the new products aren't working. And Belichick's up there in front of the big screen on the Steve Jobs stage. And it's like, what is the new products? Christian Gonzalez from Oregon? Sure, great, nice piece. Superstar? No. You don't, I don't know if you have any stars. Any. There's no Gronk. There's no Brady. There's no Will Fork. There's none of those guys. Matthew Judon, probably their best player. Devin McCourty's gone. It's just, I, I, I hate I'm sitting here the state of the Patriots. Again, 25 years of just absolute dominance and dynasties. And it just feels meh. Is anybody going to pick them to finish even second in the AFC East? Is anybody going to pick them to finish third in the AFC East next year? And if you are, why? Is it a blind faith in Bill Belichick and his assistants? Do you really think that Mac is going to blow up and start doing backflips through the AFC next year? Do you believe in that? I, I want to. I just can't. I hate what they did in the draft. I do. Nothing to do with the corner they picked or any of the picks that came after that. It has to do with the fact that they did nothing nuclear. They did nothing to say, let's look around for a hot second. Man, we have some really good teams and some really talented players in this division. We better do something big and bold. And unless Christian Gonzalez turns into Darrell Rivas right off the bat, I don't think they did it. And I don't see them winning games next year. I hope I'm wrong, but looking at the roster, I don't think I am. Tell me otherwise. Let's get to what's hilarious. It has to do with you and me. All right, let me take you to a weird world called March 7th. You and I were talking, and there was so much uncertainty with big, big stories. We don't know what the hell was going on with Rodgers. There's all this talk that he's going to go to the Jets, and the Jets flown out there, and they think they're going to get him. And then Lamar, it just looks awful. It doesn't feel like Lamar is going to be a Raven anymore. We don't know what's going on. And that's not even to include the draft. The draft is coming a few weeks from now. It's March 7th here. Let's just shoot from the hip. Make some predictions of things we know in our bones are going to come true. You make some, and I'll make some. I'll start. <laughs> One of my predictions was Jameis Winston to the Jets. That was more a wish, if I'm being honest, to, to than a prediction. I thought Jameis to the Jets would be the ultimate mushroom cloud of over the media, over the AFC. And when it looked like he wasn't going to be with the Saints anymore, I said, oh my God. What if the Rodgers stuff falls through and they bring in Jameis and just give him a shot? I was really hoping for that. It didn't happen. But let's get to yours. These are things you tweeted. Kyle Brandt's basement, we know this is going to happen. I promise you this is going to happen. First up, back on March 7th, Noah says, Rodgers to the Jets! And Lamar gets traded. Noah, you're a 500 hitter and that's going to get you far in this game because some of your other uh, brethren in the lineup are going to whiff big time. Rodgers did go to the Jets. Lamar did not get traded. I'm not even sure it was close. A lot of Lamar predictions. We were talking a lot of Lamar on March 7th. Next, 
Next. Did these age like wine? Danny says, Howie Roseman does not make two first round picks. Danny, you did not make a correct prediction. He picked at number 10 and he flirted with it a little bit. He picked at number 30 and he got two absolute monsters, both from the University of UGA. And you are wrong, Danny. You made two first round picks. Sorry, you were wrong. Can we get a correct prediction? My guy, NFL Fashion Advice, the go-to source for all your NFL aesthetics, tweeted on March 7th. For the first time in NFL history, here we go, quarterbacks will go one, two, three, four in the draft. It did not happen. Uh, it really didn't. I'm sorry, guys. One, two, three has happened uh, previously, but in this draft, one, two, three, four did not happen in the strangest of ways because we got one, two, and then Houston jumped up to go one, two and three and take a defensive player. All right, we're jumping ahead. Dan DeMan. He says, Lamar Jackson, <laughs> these are great. Lamar Jackson to the Panthers or Dolphins is a real option that could happen. Thank you, Dan, for letting us know what the options are and things that could happen. You know what else could happen, Dan? You could swing so hard you fall out of the batter's box into your face because <laughs> the Panthers quarterback is currently Bryce Young and the Dolphins quarterback is currently Tua Tonga-Vailoa because Lamar is still on the Ravens. I like the shot, you just missed both. Next, it's like missing both free throws. KP says, what is this? Saquon Barkley to the Bears. Well, I mean, I guess Saquon still has some turmoil with the Giants and plenty of it. But uh, the idea that he'd be traded to the Bears. Look, I, I guess I can't completely mock this because it hasn't gone to the point where it didn't happen yet. He didn't sign an extension with the Giants. If the Bears swoop in and trade for Barkley, that'd be reasonably big news. KP, we'll put that one in the drafts folder. Thank you very much for your submission. Who else took a swing? All right, this guy goes by Jets Optimist. Let's see what his optimism looks like. He says, <clears throat> when the Jets, oh, this is a good start. When the Jets miss out on Aaron Rodgers, they will trade for either Kirk, <laughs> Kirk Cousins or Dak Prescott. Book it. That's excellent. That's why we do this, Jets, Jets Optimist. Because they didn't miss out on Aaron Rodgers. And then you really went for it, punching way above your weight class that they're going to trade the Vikings for Kirk Cousins, come to the Jets for Dak Prescott. The Cowboys are going to trade Dak? For what? Just draft picks, I guess? Wow. So basically, your thought was if they missed out on Rodgers, they'll just go shopping and find like an expensive quarterback and just say, you want to trade him? You want to trade him? Just go team to team like they're going Christmas caroling and see anybody who wants to trade their star quarterback. Maybe they try Stafford after that. Maybe they try to trade for Kyler. Uh, maybe they try to trade for Jared Goff. I like it, Jets Optimist. You are way off, and that's why I'm a fan of yours. Drafttipistation.com. I can't pronounce that word. I know you're going for something there. Draft dissipation. I don't know how to say that. Dissipation. Terrible word. I hope I'm rooting for you. Terrible word. Uh, it's a good prediction though. Bills get Derrick Henry. No, they don't. No, they don't. I know there was some juice to the Derrick Henry might be done in Tennessee. Can I interest you in Latavius Murray? What if he put on a number 22 jersey and uh, had long hair? Would he pass for Derrick Henry? No, I love Latavius Murray. 
and I love you, whatever your name is, that I won't slaughter again. Bills are not getting Derrick Henry. These are fun. Next, on March 7th, James Henry tweeted to Kyle Brandt's basement. Oh, this is great. Ready? Jimmy G to Vegas. Ding! Baker to Tampa. Ding! Carson Wentz to Atlanta. <laughs> Jameis to Tennessee. <laughs> Tannehill to Washington. <laughs> Book it. No quarterback changes in Green Bay. Ding! Baltimore. Ding! Or the Jets. <laughs> oh, James Henry. Oh my gosh, I want to raise a glass to you. You made one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight predictions. Eight. You got Jimmy to Vegas, Baker to Tampa. Uh, no quarterback changes in green. Wait, hold on. That's wrong. What am I? Why did I ding that? They traded their quarterback. I was thinking of love. All right. Well, you didn't do as well as I thought, but you did get Jimmy G to Vegas, Baker to Tampa, and no quarterback changes for Baltimore. So I got a little excited, James Henry or Henry James. Grid job. You, you are so far the star. Let's see if anybody can beat him by being better. Let's see. Arnold says, come on. Devontae Adams back to the Packers for Jordan Love and a couple of picks. So Arnold says the Packers are going to trade Devontae Adams to the Raiders for Devontae Adams to come back. What would be the point of that, Arnold? It would be a lot of fun. That definitely didn't happen. Not even close. Way, way, way off. Arguably our worst prediction. Is that it? I want to do a thousand of these. What else do we got? Um... Next, McWallop. McWallop, now that's a name I can pronounce. Hopkins to Bills. Mm -hmm. All he says is going to speak into action. Might still happen. DeAndre Hopkins might still get traded. He was out there on video saying, who says I don't want to be here? Who says I want to leave? Well, DeAndre, you do. You've been on, I feel like, every podcast under the sun flirting with different teams. So I don't know what you mean. And maybe you go to Buffalo. You really still want him, Buffalo? I don't know. That'd be fun. Um... My last prediction that I made was Lamar Jackson to the Falcons. No, it was bad. It just fit. There was a lot of chatter on the Falcons, Lamar Jackson talk at the time because they had money. And, you know, it just felt like a fit. You put him in the dome. They love to run the ball. Arthur Smith. That was just way off. It went Lamar Jackson to the Ravens. So I picked Jameis Winston to the Jets and Lamar Jackson to the Falcons. You know who had the worst predictions? I was supposed to say me, but I still think the guy saying that they're going to trade Jordan Love to the Raiders for Devontae Adams was worse. Guys, that was really bad. And by bad, I mean good. You want those to be bad. If we all say, well, yeah, I think the Patriots are going to draft a corner in the first round, and Lamar is just going to stay, and they'll eventually sign. We don't have anything. That's not it in the content business. Great job. We will do this again sometime, probably in the coming months. Be better. Start thinking. Give me a nice crow hop, and then send me a wicked prediction. We'll put it in the wine bottle. Until then, we'll go to the Skycam. The Skycam over my upper left shoulder, right over here, who is by the Ultimate Warrior. And um, I'm going to throw a dart, which is by Ben Wallace. Whatever number it hits, there's a corresponding topic, which I will ad-lib. I have not seen the topics. I have no idea what it is. But I do know the number today is 12. Number 12 in your program, number one in your heart, and topic number 12 for you today, ladies and gentlemen, the NFL coach you'd most want to play for. All right. A sports question. Um, well, look, there's some easy answers. You know, I'm a big fan of Dan Campbell. Um, kind of a high energy type guy. So you know, I think Pete Carroll, after all he's done, there's an honor in playing for Belichick. I don't know if I could play for a Mike McDaniel. Just generationally, we're so different. That might be a little weird for me. I'll tell you the answers. 
having both to do with my age in this hypothetical world I'm in the NFL right now and when I played football how I like to be coach my answer is Mike Vrabel I think it's a no BS gruff tough guy old-fashioned big old dip in on the sideline if he could he'd do a lot more hitting and practice I like that I played the bulk of my football in the 90s where there was a lot of hitting in practice a lot of hitting in the games the coaches would rip you off the field by your fast by your face mask and swear at you and and that was all just fine. That was football. And I liked it, and I responded well to that. I needed just tough love, um, as I do from you guys, and I get it. So thank you very much. I would go for Mike Vrabel, who is, I still, still think, one of the best coaches in the league with what he does in Tennessee. We'll find out. He drafted Wood Levis. We'll see how that goes. Guys, thank you very much. Like, tweet, subscribe, post, review, share, all the things you could possibly do. It helps us. It's the lifeblood of this very basement program that you're on right now. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. You know it. Exit through the garage. Close the door on your way out. Bye, guys.